What's up, fam? And welcome back to another episode of the Handmaiden Podcast. My name is Naima, and thank you all for tuning in. So on Halloween, I came on and I um, did a short video. And at the end of the video, I asked everyone if they would pray for a new earth during the hours of 11 p.m. to 2 a.m. in the morning. I also explained that during that day or that time, you know, a lot of things were going on in the realm of the spirit and things were being hijacked. And, um, and I don't know if any of you guys, I know a lot of you guys been watching, um, social media watching the news and you saw that the young brother from you know the rap group Migos was um assassinated that same day during that time frame of 11 to 2 I think they called his death around 220 but there's so many so much things going on you guys and it is so imperative that we we are being divinely led and that we move in the spirit now, the spirit of the most high. And we're being divinely led by the most high. It's very imperative. And um, I wanted to come on and just talk about the kingdom of God. The kingdom of God is within. And when he was demanded of the Pharisees, when the kingdom of God should come, he answered them and said, the kingdom of God cometh not with observation. Neither shall they say, lo, here, or lo, there. For behold, the kingdom of God is within you. Luke 17, 20 and 21. You know, we first come into the truth and we find out who we are. Um, it's a beautiful thing, but it doesn't stop there. We're called to such a higher calling and we're called to do great things in this earth. We're called to be representatives and ambassadors for the Most High. So knowing who you are physically, it doesn't stop there. We're called to such a higher calling. John four twenty four, God is a spirit and they that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. In a nutshell, the original sin was really about trust. When you look at the Garden of Eden and you look back, and you think about what happened there, it was really just a lack of trust that they exhibited in the Most High. And that's still being played out today, a lack of trust, not trusting him. So I said, let's look up that definition of trust. It is reliance on integrity or other virtues of someone or something. And they call this religious faith. So basically you rely on the most high track record. Something happened in the garden where that was changed. Something came in and was able to 
disturb the trust that they had in the Most High. And that's still happening right now. Trust in the Lord with all thine heart and lean not unto thine own understanding. In all thy ways acknowledge him and he shall direct thy paths. We've lost our way. We've lost our way. It's like a cliche to say, hey, I'm letting the Most High lead me. Because then doubts come in. That's that ego is going to rise up and, 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 and tell you, oh, the Most High didn't tell you that. The Most High didn't show you that. That's not the Most High leading you. That's what happens. So we don't trust that we're hearing. We don't even put our place, ourselves in a place to hear. We have so many other voices in our ears. When do we ever take that time to get alone and sit down in his presence and actually hear those impressions on your heart? It's in the time of stillness and quietness that you hear it. Like I'm recording this video right now at four in the morning. <laughs> Something to think about. If the internet went down and you didn't have access to the people that bring you inspiration, would you know how to self-soothe? You know, when you have a baby and they're crying, at some point they have to learn how to self-soothe themselves. It's the same thing with us. Do we know how to do that without the other voices, without the videos, without the books? Can we get in the presence of the Most High and let him self-soothe us? If your pastor or the other people around you reach their peak of expansion, do you remain loyal to them and cap your spiritual expansion? <laughs> How do we determine when our message is more physical than it is spiritual? Because the Most High says that if those who are going to worship him, you have to worship him in spirit <laughs> and in truth. <laughs> Although God warned Israel of the many problems associated with having a king, the people still demanded one. We still need the outside things because we haven't tapped into our spirituality, our divine spirituality. And you guys, this is what we're gonna, we need to do right now. This is what we need to do. <laughs> They needed a king. They needed something physical. That's really what that was about. They needed something physical, something tangible. The Most High's word was not enough. His record, his track record was not enough. That the things that he said to them, that Rima word, what he said in their heart, what he placed in their heart, it wasn't enough. Revelations 3.9 Behold, I will make them of the synagogue of Satan, which say they are Jews and are not, but do lie. Behold, I will make them to come and worship before thy feet and to know that I have loved thee. Let's take a look at synagogue. We're going to look at it in a physical aspect, but then I want us to explore it in the spiritual aspect. Synagogue is a Jewish synagogue was a little chapel where anyone could hear the law read out of the Hebrew scriptures. Or if he was a rabbi, he could read out of the law himself. Okay, so I want to look at the physical aspect of synagogue. 
So a synagogue represents an aggregation of religious ideas based on truth, thoughts that have not yet received the inspiration of whole truth. A synagogue also represents a fixed religious state of consciousness. A fixed religious state of consciousness. It represents the mind of a man or phase of a man's mind that is given over to religious thought. In the new birth or regeneration, the rebuilding of man's consciousness begins in this synagogue or religious mentality. So it starts here, but it's not to stay there. The synagogue of Acts 17, 1 and 2, in which Paul, for three Sabbaths, Sabbath days, reasoned with them from the scriptures, is established religious thought bred in us by tradition, education, and inheritance. We're called to such a higher calling, you all. It doesn't just stop in the physical. Let's look at the definition of a Jew and then let's look at the spiritual aspect of a Jew. Of or belonging to Judea, a man of the tribe of Judah, more broadly speaking, a Hebrew. So we look at metaphysical and metaphysical is just out of the physical, you know, out of the physical, that's it. You, you see a lot of push for metaphysical with our um, with social media now. It says metaverse. They're taking you out of the out of the physical for real. But in what what direction? Okay. So metaphysical as a descendant of Judah, son of Jacob, and as a member of the tribe or kingdom of Judah, a Jew signifies a thought springing from and belonging to the praise. An inner life consciousness of the individual. We've been talking a lot about that consciousness, the subconscious, and it needing to be cleaned out, our mind needing to be renewed. See, the subconscious is really symbolic of the heart. That's why the Most High said, I will give you a new heart. I'll place a new heart within you. It is I, I am He that will blot out all your transgressions. He's going to give you a new mind, new heart. See, this is this inner life consciousness. Inner consciousness, let's look at the definition. It is the inner sense of what is right or wrong in one's conduct or motives, impelling one toward right action, to follow the dictates of conscious. See, it's all about renewing of the mind. And this is an attribute that the remnant will display because not everyone who says that they are Jew is a Jew. <laughs> because the remnant would display a renewed mind. Malachi 3.17 And they shall be mine, since the Lord of hosts. In that day, when I make up my jewels, <laughs> he said, when I make up my jewels and I will spare them as a man spareth his own son that serveth him. Refined. The difference between a gem and a jewel is that the jewel is a refined gem. <laughs> Did y'all hear that? 
the jewel is a refined gem. <laughs> and I will bring the third part through the fire. And I will refine them as silver is refined. And I will try them as gold is tried. They shall call on my name and I will hear them. I will say, it is my people, and they shall say, the Lord is my God. So here we see that it's not just about a physical thing. It's about that refinery that must take place. Jewels of silver and jewels of gold, they represent wisdom and love. <laughs> See, when the Most High get through with you, this is what you would display. Wisdom and love in the external sense, which are to be asked for or demanded by the children of Israel. See, this is what we're supposed to display. Wisdom and love. And not blind love. Not casting pearls of swine, those things. No. The Most High's love is intelligent. Those that worship the Most High must worship him in spirit and in truth. They must understand that the kingdom of God is within. They must know who they are divinely. Thank you all for stopping by the channel and thank you for tuning in to the podcast. Shalom.